Goldman Sachs because the market is closed. Good afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a great day today. If you're long this market, you had a very good day. Matter of fact, you've had a great week and a half, hasn't it been? You know, this is, again, this is a textbook-looking uh, basing process. Now a turn is happening. Uh, it's happening. In, I mean, again, it is textbook. Uh, the internals started getting better, right? We rallied off of extreme fear and investor sentiment. In other words, investors had sold, right? When investors are that afraid, when money managers have sold that much stock and they're in cash to record levels, right? The sell, who, who, Who's left to sell? And that's really what's happening here. And now shorts are covering, longs are jumping back in. This is, again, it is textbook. So far, anyway, you know what? Could still be a bear market rally? Don't think so. Let's talk about the markets here. We've got a lot to cover. Jamie Dimon stepped in. I think he really stepped in. A pretty bizarre comment. From my point of view, who am I, right? Who am I to knock Jamie Dimon? But I'm still going to do it uh, because I think he's. Uh, I think I think he made a bad call. Um, and I think his uh, chief market strategist at J.P. Morgan, Marco Kalanovic, I think he made the right call. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about what today was. A key day today, and we might be seeing, folks, the turn. The turn for jumping Joe Biden. Things are getting so bad, he's being beaten up so... If you saw the NBC hit piece against him, and again, it was still a softball compared to what they do to Trump, but NBC attacked him, said they they were rudderless. The White House was 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 lost and confused, and Biden doesn't know what's going on. I mean, it was a pretty brutal piece from one of the... Farthest left propaganda, you know, uh, news outlets out there, NBC I'm talking about. And, you know, I think we've got the turn happening with Biden. I'm going to walk you through that, too, because it's true. And if the Russia-Ukraine war is ending, and I'll talk about that, folks, this move higher is just getting started. Uh, first of all, Dow Jones today. Uh, for, by the way, Tyler reminded me, everything finished at the highs of the day. That means a great smart money hour. That's another pattern that's been repeating, this started a couple, uh, a week and a half ago, right? We saw, again, that, remember that 600-point back-to-back-to-back days where the Dow Jones rallied 600 points? That happened. That was, again, was, we, we saw that mark a new pattern, smart money hours. So these are the kind of things that we, we pay attention here because they matter, right? And, and they're just the little things that do matter. If you've done this long enough, you start to know what to look for. And that's why we do these podcasts. You know, if we can help you, if we can help you crush Mr. Market, and we're all doing it together, I, I, that sounds like a pretty good party to me. Dow Jones today up 435 points, up 1.3%. That was our loser on the day. Uh, a, a Dow, uh, next up, in second place, was our, our I guess, uh, uh, third from the bottom, uh, was uh, SPO 100, up 1.8%, up a big 75 points. In second place was uh, the Russell 2000 up 2.3%. This is all textbook as, as well, by the way. Russell 2000, which led today. You know, we had a big swing today when everything went negative, except the Russell 2000. It started charging ahead. I think we know why that's happening. We've been talking about it here. Small caps are the cheapest they've been in a quarter of a century, folks, based on earnings. Small caps, which is Russell 2000, are trading at the levels, uh, based on earnings again, that they were trading at at the very lows of the financial crisis, March 2009 lows. Also trading at the very lows of the uh, coronavirus insanity, March 2020 lows. That's where they are now. What happened next? Well, they doubled in a year. They doubled in a year. Russ 2000, up 2.3% today. Again, it really did lead today. And NASDAQ, 
Our winner, textbook, up 2.7%, up a big 322 points at 12,316. And I'll take it one step further. You know where I'm going, right? Long-term listeners know? Semiconductors, right? Semis lead NASDAQ. NASDAQ leads the broad market. That is textbook action. It has been for a long time. And it's just, a, again, it's a tell. It is a tell. NASDAQ, excuse me, semis today, up 3.5%. So 3.5% for Na- semis, 2.7% for NASDAQ. Again, that led everything. I, I, I repeat, textbook. Textbook. Um, VIX today, as Tyler just reminded me, closed below at 25 for the first time since early April. Uh, down 4% today at 24.72. And the 10-year uh, down to, uh, down a bit today to on a yield basis to 2.91%. I'm going to go and start with uh, with um, uh, J.P. Morgan and uh, and uh, Jamie Diamond because I wrote it up this morning, talked about it some yesterday. You know, Jamie Diamond sent the markets uh, 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 falling quickly yesterday, as you may remember. He came and did an interview. He was speaking at some conference, and he was talking about economic hurricane. Economic hurricane, and that was the headline. Well, boom, here goes the markets. Because, you know, he's kind of a connected guy. Uh, only runs the biggest bank in the country and one of the biggest in the world. So when Jamie Diamond speaks, investors tend to listen, and they did. That was a mistake. That was a big mistake. Because his comments marked the lows. Jamie Diamond, where have you been, man? What do you mean we're facing the potential for an economic hurricane? Have you not seen that we've already had, we have inflation right now at 40-year highs? Have you not seen that the Biden administration is acting more like a supervillain than they are a friend of America? Have you not seen that we have a hot proxy war with Russia, the only country that has more nukes than the U.S., and just one mistake since it's in World War III? Jamie Dimon, where have you been, man? Get out from under your rock. Get out, get out and, you know, I don't know, meet people and stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> but it didn't take long. But again, the the I, I was the, the the press ate it up, right? Because that's a great, sexy story to tell. But in the background, something else was happening from J.P. Morgan. Their chief market strategist, who's pretty damn good, Marco Kalanovic, he came out with a piece yesterday, and it hit pretty much the same time as Jamie Dimon's comments. I don't know if that was planned or not, but Kalanovic just the, could not be more diametrically opposed. Uh, than he was to what Jamie Dimon's saying. He agrees with what we've been talking about here at the VRA. We have near record cash balances with money managers. Again, money managers, 25-year highs for cash balances. What does that mean? Well, they've sold. They're out of stocks. When everybody sells, there's no one left to sell. Stocks must go higher. Shorts, right? Really, really pounding this market lower. What are they doing now? They're covering. Investor sentiment. Again, went to extreme fear pretty much in all of the sentiment surveys that you, that you follow. And, you know, uh, we, we cover the analytics of this pretty carefully with you guys pretty, pretty often. And it just tells you, you know, you get the AI and AAI sentiment survey down to but 20, below 20% bulls. We're at 19% this week. We'll get the, the new reading today. Get it from last week, it was 19% bulls. Anytime it's below 20%, it's only happened 10 years and the history of the survey, going back to, I think, 1986, I voted in the survey since 1990, anytime it's below 20%, over the next year, the market's higher 100% of the time with really, really good gains, okay? Uh, like 13% over six months and 23% over the next one year. That's the average. So, 
there, there, there's a lot more of these, you know, uh, but they all point to the same thing. The market's washed out. The market, we've had a bear market for over a year. Average stock fell over 50%. Kathy Wood's ARC fund fell 77%, right? What, what is everybody waiting for? How, how much worse? I mean, that's like, these are like depressionary numbers. Not recessionary, depressionary. But we haven't had a recession, much less a depression. The fear is out there is so palpable, and I get it. I, I, I completely get it. We've had four bear markets in three years. I was going to be three bear markets in four years. It's been brutal. I fault no one for wanting nothing to do with the market. But guess what? That's also the exact environment where stocks rock and roll going forward, just like they did after the 2018 bear market. Again, the average stock fell more than 50%. Next year, the stock market roared. Same thing again in 2020. We had the coronavirus insanity. Bear market, 35% loss in, four, in five weeks. And the SP 500, worse elsewhere. Average stock down better than 50%. Average stock was actually down 65%, if you can believe it, in, in just a few weeks. Brutal, right? We all remember that. We had two out of three days where the market was down 10%. It was just brutal. But that marked the lows as well. From there, over the next year, the markets doubled. NASDAQ doubled. Semis up 130%. Small caps up 130%. And now here we are again. A week and a half ago, bear market bottom. What marked it? The semis marked it. May the 12th. Also on May the 12th, Kathy Wood's ARC fund fell, fell, bottomed it down 77%. From there, they've been nothing but surging higher, leading the way higher. These are the tells. These are the tells. Folks, I'm just going to say, you know what? Hey, this is what we do. You know, this is what Tyler and I do for a living. We also happen to, as you might be able to tell, we love what we do. So come and join us. Have some fun with us. Maybe beat the markets as well. And maybe learn a few things and, and, and teach us some things as well. Come and join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Two free weeks. Uh, check it out and stick around if you like. If not, hey, thanks for coming by. Uh, so Kalanovic, again, sees all. And by the way, he made one more point. And this was, I, for me, for me. This is the most interesting because the other stuff I've been we've been writing about, we've been talking about all the stuff he's talking about. We've been talking, we've seen the same things. But he also said, "I'll read the quote to you." He said he believes the war in Eastern Europe. If you notice, he didn't say Putin's war, or Russia's war, right, or Russia's invasion of Ukraine, or illegal occupation. None of that, right? Kalanovic said the war in Eastern Europe. Kudos for that, right? We need more of that honest reporting. From J.P. Morgan, no less. He said the war in Eastern Europe will likely converge to a settled solution in the second half of this year. Now, that really caught my attention because that's the second or third person this week that I trust that said the same thing. Things are going so awfully bad for, for Ukraine, they can't even cover up anymore with, with the propaganda. They've got every mainstream publication, including Fox, Wall Street Journal, New York, obviously New York Times, Every publication is on Team Ukraine. Every one of them. But the war is going so horribly bad for Ukraine because it's a criminal enterprise. It's a money laundering operation that we've just sent $60 billion to that also happens to be full of Nazis. I mean, seriously, they've got their Azov Battalion with all their Nazi symbols. I mean, every picture, you see them right there. This is who we're funding. This is Team Ukraine, people. And, of course, Zelensky, their puppet president, their TV president, uh, who, uh, you know, he's got a lot of rumors about it. I'm not going to go into all that. You've probably heard him, too. But, <clears throat> you know, 
the media can no longer, the point is the media can no longer cover for the lo- unbelievable amount of losses and terrible uh, uh, a war that Ukraine is t- trying to fight here. Putin is playing with these people. They know they've got to get out of this, right? And so that's what Kalanovic was talking about. A brokered agreement is nearing. We saw a, a, an interview today where uh, a, a Ukrainian congress, uh, what do they have, their, their congress, their parliament, saying, you know what? Wars end at the negotiating table. There's another hint, right? We're seeing more. I'll talk about the turn with Biden because I think we're seeing the turn in Biden here. Look, if the war is ending, which way do you think the market's going to go? Right? If the war is ending, what does that do to inflation? Right? We're talking about massive positive for the stock market, right? So Biden did some things this week that we found very interesting. First of all, if you notice, he had his meeting with Jay Powell and Janet Yellen. Immediately, Janet Yellen comes out and apologizes for being wrong about inflation and calling it transitory a year ago, right? That she didn't, she didn't make that up. It wasn't hers to begin with. That came directly from uh, 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 Jay Powell and his central bank uh, money printers, echoed then by Team Biden. Janet Yellen was the last one to say it, but but she she fell on her sword, right? Because she's now become. Uh, let's call it what it is. I mean, she's she's a whore. She's a whore for the uh, for the uh, for Team Biden. Lost a lot. Of, a lot of people lost a lot of respect for Janet Yellen and the way she's handled herself. She was a very honestly, she was a very respected Fed chairman. I respected her. I liked her uh, under Biden under Obama. I thought she did a good job. I thought she was trustworthy. That's gone now. But again, it's signaling something. Right? We got new that 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 the turn has begun that they're, they're recognizing how awful they're going to do in the midterms and that they, they're desperate now to try to make the turn. So one of, way, one of the ways you make that turn, you bring inflation down, end the war, right? You bring interest rates down, end the war, right? You, 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 you bring all of these things down with the war. If you stop the war, prices go down for food, they go down for gas, all of these problems start to get solved. And they've already got their money. You know, Biden, the big guy's already got his 10% cut. Why do they need to keep this going, this farce, right? So <clears throat> I think the turn could be happening here. The turn could be happening here. That's big if it is. Because that means we're going to start to see market-friendly decisions made by Team Biden, which are America-friendly decisions. What a welcome sight that would be. What a welcome sight that would be if this guy actually tried to be the, become the president uh, that he ran saying he would be, which is a president for everybody. And he's been exactly the opposite. So, look, I'm an optimist at heart, eternal optimist. I want that to happen. But as an investor, you bet your ass I want that to happen. I think that's why the market's going up, folks. The market's smarter than all of us. This is how it begins to dissipate as a discounting mechanism. This is exactly how it happens. I think we're seeing signs that that's what's taking place here. Okay. Enough of my theories, right? But that's what I see. Um, I, I find this stuff very interesting. Again, the Dow Jones today fell another big tell today, by the way. Again, Tyler just reminded me, Microsoft uh, uh, pre-announced, right? Microsoft pre-announced that they're going to miss on the quarter, right? The Dow dropped 300 points into negative territory. Everything fell, again, except for us 2000. And then, boom, here came the turn again. 
So now we're seeing it's not the news that matters, it's the market's reaction to that news. That Microsoft news did not take the market down. Instead, the Dow Jones had a 739-point swing higher, okay? All these, all, all we again, finishing the highest of the day. Um, interesting also, the put-call ratio was above 0 0.90 all day long. That's elevated. I mean, it's not crazy elevated, but it's still elevated. The average is like 0.7. So people aren't buying this rally. They think it's going to end. And maybe they're right, because we are hitting uh, one of our key metrics that we follow here closely and that we act on, by the way. I'll give you a little insight here to, to the way we work in a very investing system. Is Over the last 18 months, when stochastics, it's just a simple momentum oscillator. When stochastics have hit 90% of a bot on the broad market indexes, it's signaled a reversal. It's been very, very accurate. Matter of fact, uh, every time we haven't acted on it, we've regretted it. That's just the bottom line. That's a repeating pattern that we're paying close attention to. We're there now, okay? Uh, we got another maybe day to go at most, I think. But we are set. We, we started taking profits today in our uh, parabolic options program. I don't think we're going to do that in, in our VRA portfolio because that's a longer-term portfolio. But again, if we get some, some really more solid gains and, and we get to extreme overbought, then yeah, we probably would look to take some short-term profits. But right now, we, we think the lows are in. And again, the data tells you that this the rest of this year is going to be really good, right? Silver sold. We've had a bear market, blah, blah, blah. Also, the year after the midterms, the market has not been down. And the year after midterms, and I think it's since 1950. I think the market's been up every year since 1950 after the midterms. Uh, and this, by the way, is supposed to be the worst month for, after the, for the midterms. So we'll see. You know, today was really good. Um, I know I'm throwing a lot at you here. Um, but again, the VIX today below 25. Uh, the put call ratio is elevated. That's a good sign if you're, if you're, if you're bullish. And uh, let's now talk about what happened under the hood today because this is also very, very good. Uh, in our internals today, NYSE, check this out. Remember, last week we had back-to-back-to-back days with better than 80% upside volume in the internals, right, uh, for, 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 for NYSE uh, up-down up volume. Back-to-back-to-back -back days. That's very rare. It's only happened three times since 2010. Every time it happened, it marked a beginning of a significant move higher. So today, where did it end today? Here we go again. 81% upside volume for NYSE, 83% upside volume for NASDAQ. Again, this is a great day on the internals. Uh, advanced decline. Both NYSE and NASDAQ, better than 3 to 1, positive. Again, fantastic uh, uh, readings today. The only negative is 52-week uh, highs to low. It's just, look, it, it, was, it was minor a minor negative, 97 advances, 181 new lows. But remember, two weeks ago, we had back-to-back -back days with more than 2,000 stocks hitting a new 52-week low. Again, that's what marked the bottom, too, by the way. Another tell. Um so the internals were good today. In our uh, uh, sector watch, <clears throat> pretty much what you expect, 10 of the 11 sectors finishing higher today. Led the upside by consumer discretionary, up 3%. Materials up 2.7%. Commodities had a very good day today. Communication services up 2.5%. Tech, tech again up 2.4%. The only loser, and it was only down fractionally, was energy, which is interesting because oil today was higher. Oil today was fairly sharply higher, but the energy stocks, XLE, actually declined. It is very overbought. It's 
very overbought. XLE is like 30%, better than 30% above its 200-day moving average. That's the highest it's been above the 200-day in eight, nine years. Is that a sell signal? I don't think so. I'll tell you why. Well, I'm, again, I, I actually kind of do. If, if, if peace is breaking out with Ukraine and, Ru and Russia, then yeah, oil, oil and, and energy stocks are going to go lower. But, not, but I don't think for long. Again, supply-demand story is so good. And remember, the SP of 100, only 5% of the SP of 100 is, is energy stocks. Right? So they're very underweighted. And so uh, it may be you know, uh, expensive from a, uh, uh, the point of view of it being that far above the 200-day moving average, technically speaking, but it's so under-owned that it makes it really cheap. So it's a little, a little bit of a convoluted story. My view is uh, we want to we be aggressive buyers of energy stocks on pullbacks, not till then probably. Uh, we are holding what we own and then waiting to buy more and need new positions on big pullbacks. Um, so good, very good day in sectors today. And now commodity watch now, let's talk about that. We had um, gold today up $24 an ounce at 1872, it's up 1.2%. Silver up 1.9% at 22.33. Copper, copper is putting on the move. China's reopening, right? Global economy is probably going to start recovering pretty quickly, you know, from this forced slowdown. China locked down for a couple of months. The largest city is crazy, right? <laughs> Insane over a, a, a case-demic. Uh, I got my own theories there. I'll keep them to myself for now. Bottom line is copper looks really good here, up 5.2% at 455 a pound. And uh, crude oil, uh, up $1.80, West Texas Intermediate, up 1.8%, up $2 a barrel. And that puts it at, uh, what is it today? Uh, 117.33 for, uh, for West Texas Intermediate. The good stuff. All right, folks. Again, always appreciate you listening. Coming to us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We will not have a podcast tomorrow at the close, giving you a heads up. Uh, but please, uh, we do our midday video vidcast on Rumble. Uh, please join us and watch that. You can find us on Rumble under Vertical Research. And again, join us at VRAinsider.com. You can sign up for all our alerts there as well. So we'll see you tomorrow morning there, but not back with you for a podcast until Monday afternoon to the close. Thanks again, folks. Have a great day. We'll see you Monday after the close.